whenever you try to get someone off of a social media platform to your website, there's definitely a little bit more of a barrier. Whereas Google, they're specifically looking for the best search result and they're expecting to leave Google. So just the expectation is different. You're listening to the Stuff Marketers Say podcast. Leave a review now for a chance to win our undying affection from start to scale and beyond. In today's episode of Stuff Marketers Say, account manager and Google expert Janelle Addison and I chat about why businesses should advertise on Google in 2022 and what they can do to be successful. This is a recording of a live episode where people can ask their questions. If you're interested in learning more about our live episodes, be sure to sign up for our email list. Typically, we record live episodes on Wednesday at noon Eastern. The live episodes are also advertised on our website, so you can register there too and check out upcoming topics. Head on over to till.agency for the show notes, and if you're interested in learning more about working with us, send us a note while you're there, and we can chat more about how we might be able to serve your business. All right, let's get to it. Be live for this episode of Stuff Marketers Today. Janelle, thank you for joining me to chat about Google. Awesome. Happy to be here. Excited to jump in. Yeah. And uh, for those listening, Janelle is an account manager here at Till Agency. You are our longest serving account manager. Is that right? Maybe our employee number one or two. I think I was Was number two. I think Emily beat me by a few months. So number two. Yeah. But just barely, right? So you've been around since the beginning. And for sure, our resident Google expert, you've actually jumped into my account over at Davy and Krista and have helped me with that. And honestly, I just don't touch it, you know? So, and mm-hmm. <laughs> you made pretty substantial <laughs> improvements to that. So uh, Janelle knows what she's talking about when it comes to Google. We spent a lot of time, Janelle, talking about Facebook on this channel. And I think Facebook, and you probably get the sense from your clients, your set of clients as well. That's kind of what, you know, everybody thinks of when they think of digital advertising, I think, or what a lot of businesses think of. But Google has been, uh, Google's like the the original, you know, like uh, Google's had a strong advertising platform for a long time. And I think that there's certain kind of businesses that can really do well on Google and just may not do well on a more visual platform like Facebook and Instagram or more social platform like Facebook or Instagram. So I'm excited to chat with you about that. But basically just, you know, the specific benefits about advertising of advertising on Google, how Google ads can support improve advertising efforts on other channels. We'll talk about tips for getting started and just tips for getting good results. So that's what we're trying to cover. So typically we are recording live at noon every Wednesday. Um, and if you are here live with us today, feel free to drop your questions in the chat and I will kick those over to Janelle. But Janelle, where, where do we even start? Which, I guess the, the benefits of advertising on Google. You know, if you had to explain to somebody, maybe they're advertising on Facebook or Instagram, what would you say to somebody to explain the benefits of advertising on Google? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the biggest benefits is that it's a search engine and not a social media platform. So if you are advertising on Facebook and Instagram, you are talking to people that aren't necessarily looking to be advertised to. They're looking for photos of their friends and looking for an engagement announcement. Their new cousins, their cousin just had a baby. So they're more looking to engage with their friends. And when you're advertising to someone who doesn't want to be advertised to, there's a better chance that you're going to get tuned out. Whereas on the search network platform, which is what Google is, 
you are advertising to people who have intent. So they're specifically searching for something that they are looking to purchase or looking for more information on. So you're able to show your ad in front of an audience that has a very high search intent. So you do that by targeting specific keywords that are um, specific to your brand. So if you are selling water bottles, for example, you can target people who are searching for white metal water bottles. Your ad will show up. They will hopefully click to your website and see a landing page full of white metal water bottles. And they're, you're getting the product in front of a customer who's very interested in that. And buying intent is very high. Yeah. And as far as the audience goes on Google, I mean, it's substantial, right? I mean, do we even, are there any other, you know, kind of search network platforms that we recommend running ads on besides Google? Yeah. Bing is obviously not as big as Google, but it's very easy to create your strategy on Google. And Bing plays really nicely with Google. So you can copy and paste it over to Bing, but nothing in comparison to Google. It's not even a third of what Google is. So definitely focus your efforts on Google. And YouTube is a part of that. So YouTube is the second biggest search engine in the world. Obviously, it's video, not it's not like a text-based. But um, when you're advertising on Google, you can also uncover the possibilities within YouTube. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, as far as YouTube and Google Ads go today, we'll probably be focusing on just a little bit more on you know the search side of things um, and yep. try to cover YouTube in its own episode, just because it's such a beast of its own. I, I think you would agree. As far as Google specific ads go, is there a certain kind of business that you think would do well on Google that specifically? Yeah, I think any business that is set up to convert online, it's worth testing. Um, as long as you have an unlimited growth potential, for example, if you're a personal trainer, you only have five spots, five clients you want to work with in the year, then I think it's smarter to fill those spots organically without trying to utilize paid ads. But if you have a course teaching your training methods with an unlimited number of seats, then I think Google is great to test. So as long as you have unlimited growth potential and you have a great like website presence, so high quality website, and that includes mobile website as well, then I think it's worth testing on Google. When it comes to like service-based businesses though, like if we're talking photographers, for instance, I'm thinking maybe a scenario where somebody's just getting started, uh, or maybe they're not even just getting started. Maybe they're pretty established, but they don't do well, maybe organically. They don't have a great uh, search presence when it comes to just sort of, you know, organic SEO efforts. Do you think that something like Google Ads might be beneficial for them just to get maybe even some name recognition, even though spots might be not unlimited? Yeah, I think it's worth testing. And the cool thing about Google is that you can be very, you have high control on how much you're spending. So how much you're spending per day, per per month, per specific ad. So there's a lot of control. So if you are only trying to fill, let's say you're a wedding photographer and you have 25 spots to fill, as soon as you fill those 25 spots, you can turn off your ads and then reassess 
for the following year when you're trying to book your 2023 calendar, for example. So yeah, there's a lot of high control where you can turn things on, turn things off if you do have a limited availability within your schedule, depending on what your product is. Sure. And as far as targeting goes, even, you know, I'm thinking again, just in in terms of like service-based businesses who might be targeting like specific neighborhoods or cities within their search, is that possible? Is all that possible on Google? Yeah, you can get extremely targeted with your location, age range, gender. And then um, the biggest thing with targeting is just your keyword you can target. So again, wedding, if you're a wedding photographer, you can target like luxury wedding photographers, or you can target like elopement wedding photographers, and only target those very high intent keywords, instead of something like wedding photography, which is very broad. So if you are an elopement specific photographer, then I'd recommend to keep your budget as impactful as possible targeting keywords like elopement wedding photographer. Sure. And you could probably target specific uh, venues too. That might be an idea as well, depending on yep. uh, maybe even the search volume that they get. And one of the great things about Google Ads is that they do provide their own tools you know, in the way of things like Google Keyword Planner. So you can sort of see um, how much search volume a given search is going to get and what it's going to cost you really to for your ad to be displayed for that search. So those are really, I'd say those are really helpful tools, even if you're not planning on running Google ads, just to do keyword research. You know, I like to jump in there. And again, the metrics are going to be based on paid. So it's not, I would say, the most accurate tool when it comes to, you know, search volume. There are a lot of other good keyword search tools that you could use, but it is a great tool to use, you know, for your organic SEO efforts uh, as well. Cool. So any other businesses that should be, I I guess one uh, question that we we got that we should clarify too is, you know, would you recommend that people who are advertising on other platforms also advertise on Google? Or is this something that you would recommend in place of something like Facebook or Instagram ads? I definitely feel like a blended approach is the way to go because you can take advantage of both platform strengths and then you're able to shift budget and strategy between the different platforms as needed. So if you are seeing, like, for example, like during the Black Friday timeframe, if you were seeing better results on Facebook, you can make that decision during that important timeframe to turn off some of your Google ad shift budget to Facebook, but then vice versa, you might have seen Google doing better. So you're able to adjust based on which one's doing better given that specific month and what's going on in the industry as well. But overall, definitely, if you're advertising on Facebook, I wouldn't turn that off and switch everything to Google. I would have a blended approach because when someone's searching for a specific keyword that's relevant to your business on Google, they click on your ad, go to your website, they automatically will be entered into your Facebook retargeting audience. So now it's going to give Facebook a lift because the retargeting audience is broader and you're able to, if they didn't purchase, show them a ad on Facebook to kind of remind them to purchase. So they definitely work together. Another channel that you might see increased volume like in conversions from is just your direct traffic. So if you are advertising on Google or on Facebook, people are recognizing your brands, they might, for whatever reason, not purchase in that specific moment. 
But, you know, two hours later, they're like, oh, yes, I remember I was going to be buying a pair of tennis shoes. So they're going to search for your website directly. But that sale would have never happened if you weren't advertising on Google or on Facebook. So overall, it's best to have that blended approach and then just adapt the strategy based on the results that you're seeing. Yeah. And that's where it gets dangerous too, because you can always target your competitors' names as well. So that's why, you know, if you're searching for a CRM and you plug in the CRM that you're looking for, and then all of a sudden at the top, you have ads for all these other CRMs that are, that are there. So something else that you can do on Google as well. Another question we got was about Pinterest and that being a search engine as well. And um, I don't know of your client set, how many are advertising on Pinterest but you know, do you have any insights there as far as like some of the differences between the two platforms? We actually over at Davy and Krista, you know, the the for people listening or maybe not have listened before, I also run a, a brand of website design agency, have run some Pinterest tests lately as well. So I could speak to that question too. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the biggest difference between Pinterest and Google is Pinterest has that visual aspect to it. Whereas uh, Google search specifically, it just has that text and it's trying to get you to that landing page. Again, Pinterest is a social media platform. So you're trying to get, whenever you try to get someone off of a social media platform to your website, there's definitely a little bit more of a barrier. Whereas Google, they're specifically looking looking for the best search result and they're expecting to leave Google. So just the expectation is different, but I don't know if you want to speak more to what you're seeing specifically within Pinterest for your business. I have a number, number of thoughts on this one. I would, I would think that Pinterest skews mostly women. And I should have checked, you know, I should have checked the data on that before, before we started this episode. I have very little Pinterest experience from a, you know, just kind of your average user perspective. It also seems not quite as like linear in the sense that, you know, with Google ads, right, you search something and then right at the top of the page are your ads, right? And so you have to go through those ads in order to get to the more organic results. On Pinterest, it just kind of seems like it's all over the place, you know, and there's just, Mm -hmm. there's just more going on. So I think we found that for for our ads we still advertise on pinterest because we want to like we want to show up there and i think it's good uh you know speaking to that same benefit you were speaking to earlier where you know if somebody clicks over to our site from pinterest facebook is still going to pixel them you know so we right. still get that data so that sort of multifaceted approach that you were talking about we're we're trying to do something like that but we haven't seen it be as an effective platform as we've seen from Facebook, Instagram, um, and from Google. So anyways, that I guess, you know, I don't know if anybody else has any further questions about Pinterest uh, versus Google, but we could try to try to answer those. Anyways, moving on, mm-hmm. getting to just getting started, if we backed up a little bit, where should someone get started when it comes to Google ads? Like where do they go? And, you know, what are sort of the first step, steps they should take? I think um, the number one thing you should do is keyword research. So when you're typing in your specific keyword into Google, what other companies are also showing up for that specific keyword? What do their ads look like? And then when you go, when you're actually creating your Google ads account within Google ads, you can use the Google um, keyword research platform. So you can see on average, how many searches a month are being made for that specific keyword? Is it very competitive search terms? For example, 
like water bottle is going to be it's pretty broad. A lot of people sell water bottles. So that's going to be more competitive than like Christmas water bottles, like something that's more niche. So just doing that research to see what that looks like for your specific business, how many, how much search volume can you expect? And then again, just that competitor research, who else is in that space? And what do their ads look like? What does their landing page look like? in comparison to your landing page. And then uh, what's worked for your brand in the past. I think utilizing what has worked for you, if you already have some data on Facebook based on like the type of language that works, the type of audience that typically converts. Using that within your Google strategy is always going to help. So just taking a step back, looking at your own historical data and applying that to your strategy within Google. And then overall, I think just being willing to test. Once you get started, you might not see the results that you're looking for. That's totally fine. I think it's just trying to understand why it's not working and being willing to refine and to... It's going to take a couple months before you hit that perfect sweet spot of being successful on Google. So just being willing to test different strategies. Yeah. And I think think on Google, maybe even... I mean, I, I guess that's not true. What I was going to say is maybe uh, Google takes a little bit more fine tuning than other platforms, mm-hmm. and maybe that's true. But you know, as I think about it, you know, I think especially if you're new to a platform, it just takes a little while to get your feet under you. But especially mm-hmm. with a platform like Google, really dialing in something like keyword research, I think is going to uh, help immensely. And understanding the searcher intent around those keywords, right? So. You know, somebody who just types in shoes, like you suggested, it's, it's going to be a broad, it's going to be a very broad keyword to target. And who knows where they are in, ter- in terms of like their actual purchasing journey, right? Uh, they might just right. be doing research at that point or, or whatnot. So really trying mm-hmm. to dial in what keywords you're targeting and why and, you know, where they, where, what that corresponds to in terms of the, uh, the customer journey. But yeah, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you have anything to add to that, but we could move on to just some tips for Google ads, just based on your experience, especially when it comes to, I think it's very copy centric, you know, instead of it's not like Facebook and Instagram, where really we're focusing on the creative to stop people and mm-hmm. catch their attention. And then people are secondarily on, on a Facebook or Instagram ad, at least usually going to the headline and then going to the text on the ad. So the text being like the last thing that people see on Google, the text becomes super important. You know, it's really what's needed to to stop people, catch people's attention. So what tips do you have for people to get the the best results on Google? Yeah, I think uh, focusing on copy is a great place to start. So the specific text that you're going to um, be running within your ad, making it really punchy, straight to the point, you're just trying to get to them to the landing page. Whereas on Facebook, it's a lot more like emojis are being used. You're trying to like tap into their emotions more. Whereas on Google, it's straight to the point. What can you say to give them enough information just to click into your website? In a way, it's it's a bit of clickbait of just you know trying to be as engaging with them as possible so that they can get more information on your website. And that's why it's so important to have a high quality website, because if you don't have a high quality website, you likely won't do well on Google because 
Google is all about getting them to that landing page. But if the landing page is really confusing, the copy doesn't make sense, it's, it's not resonating with the ad, then they're likely you're just going to click off and go somewhere else. And so it's really important to have high quality websites, specifically mobile. Most Google searches are being done on mobile. It's a mobile world. So just making sure that your mobile landing pages make sense. And then just that coincides with just having a great organic presence as well. Just making sure that your copy makes sense. I know you got Sarah, I believe, was talking a little bit more about like having like high quality copy. So just making sure that your website aligns in terms of copy and the organic presence is there. And then having, if possible, ratings and reviews uh, so that you can back up your product with social proof. I think is really important, especially for individuals who've never heard of your brand before. So this might be the first time that they're introduced to your brand. So you, to have those re- like peer reviews, I think is crucial so that they have a little bit of reassurance that what they're purchasing is going to be a high quality product and they're going to be happy with it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you sharing those tips. I would say, you know, I guess one other thing that I want to cover here, and then I know you got to jump to this meeting, but when you get into the Google, really Google anything, Google Analytics, mm-hmm. Google Search Console, whatever the tool, I feel like a lot of people get pretty overwhelmed. Yeah. You know, it's not, you know, I guess, I mean, I guess Facebook Ads Manager can be pretty overwhelming too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It feels maybe more familiar for some reason. But anyways, point being is, Do you have any tips for people like just in creating their very first ad in dealing with sort of that overwhelm and like, you know, how many ads should they start with, for instance, how many key, like how many ads should somebody make a goal of getting set up in their very first try if they've never done it before? Yeah, I think I would start small, simple, maybe having two to four ads. Definitely don't want to like get extremely overwhelmed, especially as you're just starting out and testing. If you see great results, that's where you can start expanding, trying out different copy, trying out different keywords. But I would just recommend keeping it simple, taking it one day at a time. There's a lot of great online resources to kind of walk you through like the technical setup. But yeah, I would start really small and simple and just don't let the overwhelming side of Google keep you from trying because you absolutely can do it. They try to make it as user-friendly as possible, but if you do get stuck, there's lots of online resources to kind of walk you through it. Sure. And how long would you let an ad run before making adjustments to it? Yeah, they recommend uh, about two weeks so that the Google algorithm can fully come into play. This matters based on your budget. So if you only have like $10 a day, it's going to take a little bit longer versus having like $200 a day, you're going to get a lot more traffic, a lot more visibility. So you'll have results a lot quicker. But on average, I'd give it at least two weeks. All right. Awesome. Well, Janelle, thank you so much for taking the time to share your expertise with us and fit us in before uh, this big meeting that you have to uh, that you have to get off to. We'll have to have you come on for some follow-up around Google Ads because I think this is a platform that people are uh, really interested in and does have a lot of different arms to it. 
you know? So we mentioned one of the big ones being YouTube. So I think that there's just a lot for us to explore here and dive in. And so we'll definitely have to do maybe a more advanced episode uh, for people as well, for people who maybe have got started and want to go, want to know where to go from, from here. If you are, if you have questions about this episode, send them over to us. You can DM us on Instagram. You can comment on our blog posts. You can send us an email and we'll try to answer those questions for you. If you're interested in having us manage your ads for you, including your Google ads, reach out to us at till.agency. There's a big link where you can schedule a call and we can talk about how we might be able to serve your business. A few of the episodes that we have coming up, I think are really exciting. We're going to start talking about TikTok a bit more because we have more and more clients that are advertising on TikTok. And the results that we're seeing over there are really interesting. And I think, again, each platform, whether it be Google or Facebook or Instagram, all have their there are little nuances. So I'm excited to chat with one of the members of our creative team and another account manager about TikTok in the coming months. And next week, I believe Ryan and Jesse are jumping on and they are chatting about some powerful targeting tips in this post iOS 14 privacy driven world. So um, that's a little bit of what we have coming up. But Janelle, thank you again. Of course. You have a great day.